ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network where I, your host Ted Weston, along with my crew, OG Will, the New Mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, Rep Amy Veronica, the Temptress Witch Ivy, the Executive Nelio Cuomo Costa, the Presenter of the Key, Kevin Key, and the Cuz, Cousin Mike, bring you the best content in wrestling podcasting. It's the indies, it's the pros, it's anywhere you go. Let's jump right in to Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I'm your host, Ted Weston. I've got OG Phil. I've got Cousin Mike. It is another old school episode of Will and Ted's Excellent Wrestling Rewind. No. Uh, Yeah, see? (laughs) Brought it back. Wait, hold on. Ready? Ready? Let's see. Hi, everybody. I'm I'm Ted. No. Fuck. Come on. (laughs) Uh, And you made me waste my one F-bomb. I hate you. All right. It's not time to rewind. And it's time to rewind. All right. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what the hell we're talking about right now. Go watch our original In stuff. season one and season two, I think, of the show, uh, Will and I used to call the show Will and Ted's Excellent Wrestling Rewind. And Cuz was just like a guest occasionally. And, um, and <sighs> the intro was, I think you said yours first because we did it like Bill and Ted. So it was I don't like, remember. I'm Will and I'm Ted and it's time to rewind. And that was the gig. And so if you guys, if you guys buy an OG shirt on watermaneuver.net, see, I see, I linked that into uh, that merch the segue yeah, 2006 DX happening all over. Again. <laughs> um, so if you go and you buy an it's time to rewind t-shirt, that's where that came from. That's why we call that the OG shirt. Oh man. The original right. gimmick. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, flex those, flex those muscles, man. All right, let's go. Uh, so (laughs) I hate you so much. (laughs) Uh, so first of all, go follow us across all social media platforms. Uh, we are on currently Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Go grab your merch at whatamover.net. Go get your tickets for Coastal Championship Wrestling at ccwrestlingfl.com slash events. And, uh, all right. We're going to have a debate tonight. <laughs> and we an uphill battle already. And and it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight. <laughs> because I can't just sit back and moderate this conversation. I've got to jump into this shit. So. I so, remember I volunteered for this too. Oh, I was going to say, OG threw down the gauntlet. He slapped me <laughs> with the glove. And he said, flippy shit is better than old school. And, uh, and. Cause just about had a heart attack, <laughs> and uh, and as I'm you can see, selling it, and, and and as you can see from his expression, like like all of the spot wrestlers, he's just no selling. <laughs> <laughs> I have pulled uh, a Samoa Joe and just walked right beside you. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So for those of you that that may be listening to. The, for the first time to our show uh cuz and i are a little bit older school wrestling fans uh coming up in the the late 80s and and in the 90s and enjoying it and yes cuz <laughs> is the pepe silva <laughs> predictions champion he beat me for it but guess what cuz i'm coming back for it i'm coming back for it by the time this episode comes out it will have already happened prediction show okay for SummerSlam. SummerSlam coming home it's going right back on that wall right next to that t-shirt that's hanging on a tv that i'm not using right now 
Is it though? Shall we raise the stakes then? Oh God. Oh no. No, see, because this episode comes out after it. You'll have to raise the stakes on the live show. Uh <laughs> Because so, we can make this a hair versus beard stakes. No, nope, 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 nope. Ted already, nope. Ted already shaved his nope. beard once for the show. I don't think he's going to do it again. I, nope. No, I mean. No, he wants me He wants me to shave my head. Oh, jeez. Nope. Nope. I've already done the half beard. That's in season one. Go look for it. Um, all We're right. not doing hair versus hair. No, no. Not unless it's Amy and Ivy. Um <laughs> Tell them to grow out their leg hair for a month and then it'll be oh, hair versus hair, you know? We could do I can't cut my hair for a year versus you have to get one buzz cut. <laughs> no, nope, not doing it. All right, so moving on. Uh, <laughs> so the debate here is what is more entertaining in the wrestling industry, old school storytelling in the ring or flippity dippity shit. And uh, I think I'm just going to, I'm going to let cousin Will fight this out <laughs> and I'm going to play devil's advocate for both of them because I want to get them both angry. So, so that's how I'm going to do it. That's how I just I'm like do to it. poke the bear. I do. I love to poke the bear. <laughs> Um, you know, you know who, you know who I'm going to emulate tonight. I'm going to emulate Crowbar a little bit tonight, my oh, good geez. friend. <laughs> and uh, I want to, I want to go upstairs and like get a wine glass right now and <laughs> play some <laughs> classical music. Um, Cause, talk to us a little bit about why you prefer the. And, I'll, and I'm going to drop his name, the Jim Cornette style of wrestling, um, as opposed to the flippy dippy shit. Let's see. Jim Cornette doesn't just like one style of wrestling. He likes wrestling that works. So sometimes if the flippy dippy stuff has to happen, flippy dippy stuff has to happen. As long as the crowd's into it, it's cool. But he also, like me, there's certain things that go on that are just ridiculous, per se, then obviously, like, we go off. And, like, one of the things that I hate in current wrestling right now is finishing moves that take more than, like, five seconds to be applied. Case in point, the Weapon X. Oh, God, what's his name? Will Osprey's little backhand thing, because the guy's just sitting there prone. The Hidden Blade. Or no, that's not Will Osprey. That's uh, Sling Blade. Hey. No. Jay, Jay White does the, uh, he does the crossroads. You were, you were talking about Osprey, the, the back, el- the elbow across the back of the head. That's Will Osprey. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that drives me up a wall. But again, like I also came from the area where, you know, people laid there and let a Hawaiian man do a bunch of dances before you bounce off and hit him with an elbow drop. So it's kind of tough to argue that because if it works, it works. But I was going to say the razor's edge took forever to set up. And some sometimes you couldn't even get the guy up. So you had to try again, you know, <laughs> but it was still a devastating finish. 
The only thing that worries me about some of the flippy stuff that I see, especially when I see a lot of the finishers in AEW, is you're seeing a lot of guys put in the spots where they're being dropped on their neck or on their head. And, you know, you can only know how to fall so many times before like that starts wearing down on like your joints and everything like that. And eventually it's just going to be detrimental to your, uh, your body in general. And it's tough because like, there's a place for flippy stuff. There's a place for old school, like, you know, promos and build and everything like that. Um, so I can't say that there's not a place for either of them in the industry. But sometimes there's overload. Like, false finishes. Like, dear God. Um, another big pet peeve of mine is, like, when guys are watching the referee count as they're counting before they kick out. Drives mm. me up a wall. Or guys Amy when hates in the that too. Prone. Like, when somebody's in the corner, like, why aren't you trying to fight back while the person's, like, shoving you or punching you or anything like that? Like, just certain small things that are just, like, idiosyncrasies that kind of drive me a little batty because it's, like, the same stuff. Like, perfect example, uh, Goldust, when he wrestles, he does that thing where he falls on his back and punches the guy, and the guy's always happen to be bent over to catch the pump to the chin and everything like that. But it, it's tough. This is yeah, a really... It's tough to suspend disbelief. To have, like, yeah, like it's a hard thing to debate because there's a place for everything in wrestling. I don't have the same like viewpoints as Cornette where like he, like, as soon as he doesn't like something, like, you know, it's the end of the world, blasphemy, that person should be scorched from the uh, the record books and everything like that. Um, but I do feel like the man knows what he's talking about when he is talking about the things that he does know what he's talking about. I well, I would hope that, that he hard. I would hope that he does know about what he's talking about when he's talking about things that he's that he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I, that logic is, no, is infallible, cuz it's like it's like the scene from Dodgeball. <laughs> Got me in a, you've got me in a bind here because this is like an, to me like thinking about this like debate it's like an infinite symbol. Mm. Uh, and we'll just we'll really just, end up just talking in circles yeah. the whole time, but like it's just yeah. Well, I'll I'll tell you what, Will, talk to me about about why you prefer the flippy dippy shield because I have a very short attention span, so big moves and stuff like that are what keeps my attention to begin with so a lot of the older school like just uh and like even when it comes to the like the, the more new school mat wrestling stuff like even the way that they're going uh going about that stuff now it's a lot more of a faster pace and when it gets to points where in the more old school storytelling type matches and there's always that lull like in the middle of them mm. and that's usually when I kind of space out at that point but in a lot more of the uh, like the newer style spot wrestling matches yeah I know there's a lot of no selling going on but there's also a lot more action during it and it keeps my attention more so here's here's my thing um no selling isn't something that's new. Hogan made a 
damn career out of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. Hogan and Warrior, they no sold the shit out of everybody, right? I mean, that's what that's how they how they yeah. got to be superheroes, and, right? And then there's there's the overselling of some of the stuff too, but I was oh, you mean over, like Sean? Over- Overselling is great. I Sean, love overselling. Sean sold the shit out of Hulk Hogan. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I love. I I would rather see overselling more than no selling. Right. So so here's my thing. Um, I'm gonna go back to old school wrestling for for a minute here. Um, it was easier to suspend disbelief 30 years ago. Right. Um, it just was. I mean, the yeah. you know, you didn't have quite as many smarks out there. We didn't have the internet with people trolling about shit all the time. Um, people that were complaining were writing letters to PWI. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it wasn't broadcast to the world like we're doing right now. Um, you know, so so I think that it was easier to suspend disbelief. I think in thinking about that aspect of wrestling it made it in the same way that it made kayfabe easier to maintain. It made finishes be able to be maintained a lot easier. Um, I think we have to work harder for finishes now. And my, and my problem is um, a finish should be a finish. Right. And, you know, something that made Kenny Omega so special uh, at the onset of AEW was that nobody kicked out of the one winged angel. Nobody. It was a protected maneuver, right? Um, Shawn Michaels, nobody kicked out of Sweet Chin Music until Undertaker. Okay. Baron Corbin, no one's still kicked out of the end of days yet. You know? <laughs> Thank you. I was about to say, out of all three moves, this is yeah cuz cuz broke up a little bit there but he was saying thank you cuz cuz that's that's up there you know but um you know what what I'm getting at here is that um in this high paced version of professional wrestling that we're getting um more regularly now nothing is protected you know um for AJ, the phenomenal forearm might might put away um, Austin Theory, but it might not put away Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, um, you know, and we saw it this week with uh, it was on um, on Raw. We got the Street Profits versus MVP and Omos. And and they hit to the heaven or from the heavens, right? They hit that giant frog splash. Montez mm-hmm. Ford nails it on almost, almost kicks out, right? So you're telling me that a move that has put away dozens of people is now not good enough, right? It doesn't matter if he's seven foot eight, okay? Unless you're going to make him the world champion in the next minute, he shouldn't be kicking out of that. Find some other spot to do that's going to mean as much. And 
that is where spots should be used. Montez Ford is completely, completely capable of doing a beautiful moonsault. Do a moonsault there. Protect your finish, right? And then your high spot still means something, right? These high spots don't mean anything because they're just being used over and over and over and over and over and over again. You know, Will, you said, well, it's like it's shiny and it, and it distracts me and it keeps me, it keeps me entertained. But at the end of the day, you know, if it's like, it's like video games, you know, um, people don't sit through the cutscenes in video games anymore. They skip them, but that's your story. You know, you have to tell a story in a match in order for it to make sense. Otherwise it's literally just a choreography, you know, it's just choreography, you know, and choreography doesn't mean competition i don't know about you but that's why i watch a lot of the uh the action movies anymore yeah but in that choreography it usually makes sense i don't care about the storyline anymore at that point yeah but the fights make sense watch an expendables movie and tell me where one of the fights doesn't make sense doesn't make sense i couldn't tell you the storyline of any of the expendables movies. i'm not looking for the storyline i'm talking <laughs> about the fight sequences i just want to see two people fight <laughs> well then go watch the ufc i do i don't want that in my professional <laughs> wrestling i want it to make goddamn sense hey, i got a little well, professional, i got a little professional sense. wrestling in the ufc during the last fight so um if you wanted it to make sense, don't expect somebody who clearly looks like he weighs 200 pounds to frog splash somebody and get them for the pin. Then don't when put them like in that position. Somebody who's like, but that's the point. You're supposed to sell almost as a monster. Yeah. You're supposed to have to do the extra to beat almost. But same I, thing well, with the great colleague. It's the same yeah. thing with Kevin Nash. Same thing with the Giants. Same thing with Mark Henry. I can see, I can see your point if MVP was the one that kicked out. Well, here no, here's my thing. I'm not saying that Omo shouldn't have kicked out. I'm saying that Omo shouldn't have kicked out of a finisher. Yeah. They shouldn't have used the finisher there is what I'm saying. But here's Mont- the thing. If 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 Montez Ford does a moonsault, it's got the same impact as a goddamn frog splash, but it's not his finisher. But here's the thing. In the same argument, when Rey Mysterio won the U.S. title and he was defending against Nash, he had to alter his moveset because obviously he couldn't do his finish to Nash. Mm-hmm. That's when Montez hits him with the finisher, realizes that's not going to work, so he has to pull something else out of his hat. We've seen that multiple times, too, with other people. Right, but if but if he sits there and does that, it makes sense. He goes, oh, I'm 200 pounds. This move isn't going to be enough. And he goes, it doesn't look weaker because he goes, I know I have to do more. The fact that somebody like, kicks out of his finisher makes his finisher look weaker. Well, I mean, finishers haven't been protected for how long at this point? Oh, anymore. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And which is why and I'm like, using a WWE example, not an AEW example, yeah. by the way. And like, honestly, like, You'll get his frog splash. It looks beautiful and everything like that. But it's just like 
time when people have like a finish as like a regular move because Kevin Owens uses it as a regular move. So it doesn't mm-hmm. help things. I think yeah. that's the so it's issue. a lot more deeper than guys kicking out of the finish. Yeah, I think that's the issue at this point is that like because of spot wrestling, store like storytelling matches don't like they don't hold that value. I'm trying to find the right words. Like that, I don't want to say that they don't hold value, but like it's changed how people look how look at individual moves now. Mm. And I think like, that I also, would love to see. I would love to see guys have like their typical standard finish, and then the one that they pull out for like the big deal matches. That's like pretty much like a final like big mega move or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about Taker's badass run. He had that because he, had he ended ride. a lot. He ended a lot of guys with a choke slam during his badass run, yeah. right? And then when the choke slam didn't work, he he had a level up move to use. The problem is that guys like Montez Ford they don't have a level up move. They haven't been around. He hasn't been around long enough yeah. to get there. He doesn't have a level up move yet, but guarantee it once he becomes a single, it'll probably because of his size, it'll probably be in the same vein as like Daniel Bryan, or it'll be something where it's a strike to the head, yeah. or like something off the top rope like AJ Styles with the and forearm. I think and I think that's something that like we always hear it a lot is that like people talk about like guys' move sets and stuff like that. And I feel like some of the it's funny because I'm kind of counterpointing myself here, but like, I feel like some of the newer guys don't really have a move set. They just know how to do like a boatload of stuff. So they just kind of do things at this point. Yeah. I mean, look at Rollins. Like, before they let him do the curb stop again, he went through like three different moves because he went through yeah. the whole like needed a thing until he destroyed John Cena's nose. Then he had that weird DDT thing where he fell flat and the person yeah. like fell flat underneath him. And then they settled on the pedigree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's an, an another thing that I've that I kind of hate. And again, I'm kind of counterporting myself here because it happens a lot in spot wrestling. But I'm I'm starting to get tired of finisher spamming. Like, I don't need to see 17 finish, like, you do your finisher 17 times in the match. Like, that's where that's where I like having, like, like how Baron Corbin always has, like, the. it's weird that I'm using Baron Corbin as, uh, as an example here, but, like, he, you know that at some point he's going to hit the deep six during a match. And, like, even uh, Sami Zayn does the Blue Thunder Bomb a lot, stuff like that, like, Moves, moves that are bigger, moves that are bigger moves, but they're not yet finishers. White Wasteland, yes, they were all finishers before they moved to other moves. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens too is guys adjust with their careers because of injuries. Like mm. Taker wasn't Taker missed that whole entire year because he had bad knees. That's why he was using the choke slam for a while, and that's why he was doing the power bomb. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't do the tombstone for a little while. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's just one of the issues that I see is that 
There's no more job guys. They're well, there are, but everyone just complains that they're job guys. Yeah. Local talent. You know? Well, I'll <laughs> so, tell you what. I'll tell you what. I, I think that, that this is a conversation that obviously kind of goes back into some of the things we've talked about previously um, on other episodes. Um, and I think it's kind of an ongoing conversation for us. And I think it's a great kind of roundtable topic for us. Um, I would love to, to make this maybe a league topic one day and, and, and get with the rest of the league on this one. Oh, that'll um, go off the rails real quick. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but with that being said, um, I also know that um, that our community – our rewind following, which by the way, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who, uh, who has hit that subscribe button. Please remember to like comment, share, and subscribe. Uh, we are at just under 610 subscribers, right? As I speak right now. Um, thank you for the 5,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, you know, for the almost 3000 followers on Instagram, you guys help us kill it every single week. We appreciate you so much. We want to hear what you have to say. So make sure you hit us up in the comments below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you are listening on a podcast platform, if you're listening on Sportswire, if you're watching on Roku, make sure you hit us up on social media, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at rewind podcast, W R E W I N D P O D C A S T. And, uh, you know, folks, we, we really appreciate your participation and you getting back to us. Um, we do read every direct message we get. We do, um, you know, we do respond. I've, I've been tediously responding to people's comments on YouTube. Um, you know, I really appreciate all of the love and all of the, the back and forth and the discussion happening there. And I especially appreciate that you guys are keeping it respectful and, uh, and engaging with each other um, in the right way you know, because that's what we're really all about here. So please continue to do that. Let us know what your thoughts are on this topic. Are you enjoying the rise of the flippy dippy shit? And I, I call it that not, not to be disrespectful. It's just, you know, I, I, I try to be funny about it, but you know, um, are you enjoying the, the flippy, the flippy spot fest wrestling, or do you enjoy old school storytelling? Uh, do you like it when it's mashed up? Do you like, uh, are you one of those people that likes your, your plate to be divided and your food's not allowed to touch. And so your kinds of wrestlings aren't allowed to touch. Let me know what you think. Um, and uh, we will get back to you. We appreciate you all so much. And uh, on behalf of OG, on behalf of cuz we will catch you next time here on rewind wrestling radio.